trail. You're tuned to the trail show. Get on the trail. Long time listener, first time caller. Arriba, 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 tota. It's the trail show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Junaid Special 41 Daoud. And I can't help but think that you know, trail show Bob. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, trail show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's the trail show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in Boulder, Colorado, and Salida, Colorado's historic beer districts, this is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet and has been downloaded over a million times all over the globe. We are on air, on demand, and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. We've got a Florida-centric show tonight, folks, so throw on your sunglasses, grab a refreshing drink, and get ready to be bitten by alligators, snakes, ticks, and mosquitoes. And perhaps... Oh, your parole officer. Or your... (laughs) How could I have forgotten that one? P.O.D., what is on our menu this evening? Well, it is St. Patrick's Day, so you never know. Happy uh, St. Patrick's Day. Our most leprechaun-ish... Part of the team is not with us at this moment, but he will be joining us shortly. We think so. We've got our uh, trail of the month, which is a little project we're going to do over the next few months. We'll reveal that later. Yeah. Um, I think we have some audio from the Florida Trail. We've got our hotline calls. We've got our donors, our monthly donors. We had a few new monthly donors join. We also have uh, several one-offs. Uh, I think trying to get that buff. And, you know, all the other stuff, the mailbag. We'll see if our leprechaun shows up for Ask a Hiker. Not the leprechaun. Not the leprechaun from Crestone, but our personal D-Lo leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, who knows what kind of St. Pat his day shenanigans are going to appear. We should talk about Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Let's do it. Courtesy of Trail Show Nation this month. Thank you to... All our monthly and one-off donors, you made this night's libations possible. In honor of St. Patrick's Day in Ireland and all things Irish beer, I'm drinking Pliny the Elder, which has nothing actually to do with any of that. But (laughs) someone bought me a couple bottles for my birthday, and cheers to them, and it's quite tasty. What about you guys? I just finished a run about 20 minutes ago, so I'm actually chugging some water. Ooh. But I know. And I don't have any Bud Light as a uh, rehydrating drink. So um, I think after this pint glass, I'm going to drink the rest of that Pliny that's in the fridge. That's my Pliny. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, you got two bottles, so there you go. Actually, I might just have tequila. You know what? <laughs> I think I'm just going to have tequila. I think that's a good decision. Yeah. I think it's I'm going to go. very Irish. Most, it is. Most good decisions start with tequila. 
So that's right. Uh, I'm drinking the new terrain brewing company's Hopatropica. I've had that one out of Golden, Colorado. It says mango on my mind mm. on, on the can. Ooh. So it's a uh, citrus and mango brewed with 100% citra hops. This pale ale has tropical citrus and mango notes in both aroma and flavor. A simple malt profile allows the single hop addition to dazzle, inviting a thirst quenching and escape worthy experience. When we have a craving to get lost in the tropics, we hop a tropica. Triple O. Hey, wait, yeah. before you go triple O, D-Lo's about to join. Yeah. So when I admit him, <clears throat> let's be like, all right, what's next? Should we go to uh, mailbag? Okay. Or I'm going to say something okay. like that. Well, we'll just see if he reacts. Maybe or, or he won't ask respond. A hiker. Yeah. D-Lo. Oh, there he is. There he is. There he is. Hey, everybody. Hey. <clears throat> all right. So we just finished trail of the month. Awesome. Let's, uh, let's go to Ask a Hiker. Dilo. What? No, hey. stop it. It's what? just way too. No, that's that, not the proper order. <laughs> Dilo, welcome. The way that the show is supposed to go. Would you say that it's but out of order? I feel like that's a personal attack. <laughs> <laughs> Me? I'm not attacking you. Actually, Dilo, you said it kidding. wasn't the proper order. It's not the we proper just, order. We're just going around talking about beers. We're just okay. Out of order, please. Why do I hear wind noise? Who's? Oh, that's because uh, that the heat is blowing up at me. It'll no, turn I think off. it's breathing. <laughs> no, it's not my breathing. It's the heat. Oh, there's a giant on a mountain top. Really? It's really, it's really man. annoying. Yeah, it's very microphone. distracting. Can you make it stop? No. Then. I mean, it'll stop in a few minutes. <laughs> okay, go ahead out of order. I made the noise stop. <laughs> well, I had bought some beer from Dogfish Head, the Sequent Ale, which is a lime-based session sour. It's yeah. got black limes, some other limes. But unfortunately, my wife found it yesterday and drank oh. it all. <laughs> Well, what did she think of it? Because she loves limes. <laughs> I do too. And she really liked it. I got one sip. Um, so I'm going to be stuck with my dad's blue moon, which is very <laughs> Again. But, Colorado, a Colorado original. But the, but the, se the sequence ale from Dogfish Head was great. It was very refreshing, had a nice summery yeah, feel to it. Yeah, sounds great. I liked it. That sounds like the type of beer I'd like to have in May every day after school pod like three or four that beer is a heck of a lot like yeah otra vez from sierra yeah. nevada mm -hmm. that's what Have it sounds like that. yeah d -Lo, are you drinking mm. anything this evening i'm gonna have one of these blueberry cream ales from sheboygan man ah. you guys make these oh. beers last i don't really have i just save it for the trail show i, I don't know it's a good beer it's crisp but i don't know man i I don't know. I got here. I got all sorts of. I got a couple other beers here to show off. I got this son of a Baptist. What is that? Uh, that is a coffee style with cacao nibs coming in at an eight point zero ABV. Ooh. I've got Ooh, this, which actually I highly recommend. This. This is the Cerveceria Colorado. It's churro uh, stout. I saw that in the. Uh, it is really the good. Store. You should check this out. If this is in your town, you got to buy this. The churro stout. Hmm. It's muy fino. Fina. 
just like that. Yeah. Um, also, over here, I have a solarized yuzu. This is just my beer collection, which is now next to me because I can no longer hop down into the cellar where I used to keep it. Mm. I like the turtle. I also have a 14er I double IPA. Now, now, are you going to be drinking all of these tonight? No, this is just my okay, random beer care. collection. This is my, and then I have a Westbound and Down, Westbound and Down from Idaho Springs. If you're ever in Idaho Springs, check this place out. It looks like the Apple Store, but they have good beer. Really? Yeah. This is they a, have, do they have no no Delo? You only got one more. Okay. This is it. No, I wasn't getting. I just wanted to say this comes in. This is a double IPA, at 8.5 ABV, uh, 2019 uh, GABF silver. Ooh. Silver winner. Um, hey, and like I said, Dilo, it looks like the Apple Store, but they have good food and great beer. Hmm. Dilo, at the at this uh, brewery, do they have beer geniuses? I don't think they have beer geniuses. Like the Apple geniuses. But you know, it is Idaho Springs. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Mm -hmm. Beer of the month, people. I got like eight beers of the month. Uh, before we get into trail news, I just wanted to mention that we still have a few trail show neck gaiters in stock. If you are interested, a $25 or more donation will get you a neck gaiter and a sticker. Just make sure you provide us with your mailing address. And I think we've still got a few folks that donated 25 bucks, but we don't have a, an yes. address to mail it to. So, PD John Slater E. -E talking to or john slater i i either one of those i i i'm talking to you man I and i you ghosted me where's your where's i need your mail mailing address Palazzi. yeah so just let us know where you want us to send your gator to that's all if you did per, per uh if you did donate 25 dollars and you never heard from us please email me directly at pod at the trail show.com every now and then something slips through or if you donated and I didn't recognize you on the show, also please let me know so I can make it right. All right, folks, let me talk. Let me talk real quick. The trail show is getting in on this NFT craze, for better or for worse. If you don't know what an NFT is, it's a non-fungible token that still probably doesn't mean a whole lot. It's basically just a digital collectible. Okay, and we've created a page on an nft website called opensea.io if you go to opensea.io slash assets slash the trail show you will find the first ever trail show nft it is actually the digital proof of our first ever trail show net gator and the lucky winner will also get a real net gator in addition Ooh. to the digital net gator <laughs> Whoa. So let can we talk about this for a second? Because yeah. it's pretty cool that you can wear the real neck gator. You can. But what do you do with the digital neck gator? You do whatever you'd like. Most people display such things as like, say, digital art on a screen that they might have in their house somewhere. So this really has an advantage over all the other NFTs in that it's actually something real. <laughs> You get you get something useful with it. It's a digital. I don't know what you're talking about, man. My my crypto kitties are as real as electrons. <laughs> All right, so Spesh, can you speak to this? You're the only trail show co-host that actually owns some NFTs. What do we need to know? I mean, so honestly, it's mostly silly at this point. 
but but ultimately, like I, I do think that this is the way that that uh, creative works will uh, will will be able to be purchased in such a way that like um, artists can actually get the money rather than like production companies and record labels and things like that. So I do think that there's some value in it. I think that one way that people might be able to think of it is, uh, you remember when, I think it was Wu-Tang Clan released that album that was only going to have one copy and and that pharma douche bought it? Yep. Yeah. So that was kind of like what an NFT is. So yeah. if, if you were to like, uh, and, and that's how I think that these things will eventually become interesting is that, you know, uh, a, a artist will release... 500 or a thousand um, nfts of a specific song let's say and unless you buy one of those nfts you won't get the song um and so i think it'll it'll kind of be like like that it'll end up being a way for artists of various kinds to release uh limited runs or not necessarily limited runs you might just you know you want to buy my album great you buy the nft that shows that you've got the you there's this forever digital thing that says that you own own the album and then you know think about how many cds you bought over time and and then after it was scratched or broken or lost or stolen you just had to buy that album again well if you could instead do something like buy the digital rights to a copy of the album th then you could go ahead and lose it your ipod can get stolen whatever can happen and you can just go ahead and like reclaim that your copy of it like download another version of it from the from the online token so that's how i think that they'll eventually be more interesting right now doing things like selling an nft for a net gator pretty silly but um <clears throat> Also, I mean, there's like, think about how silly it is that people used to and still do uh, buy and sell and trade and pay large sums of money for uh, basketball cards or baseball yeah. cards or whatever. And th those are essentially like a, like an NFT in, in a sense, except if you can think of a, uh, a, a trading card that has a serial number on it and and you know one of a kind there's only one of them even if there's 50 or 100,000 in that series there's only one that actually belongs to you yep. so that's how i think they might be interesting if you're nft curious or you actually have some ethereum on a digital wallet if you don't know what that means then just fast forward but uh you can go to <laughs> opensea.io and find the trail shows art for the net gator Okay. And if you go to CryptoKitties, I've got a cat that has been on auction for a long time and nobody bought it, you know, and it's oh. a shame because when I first put it on auction, somebody could have snapped that thing up for like 10 bucks. Now, now, now they need a million wants dollars to actually buy that thing. They're going to have to spend like $95. So Ooh. oof, that's rough. cheap. That's cheap yeah. in the NFT world. Uh, cheap in the large nft world most nfts right. are not going to be large things they're not going to be somebody buying a digital copy of some dude slam dunking a ba basketball like <laughs>
Real news? Okay. <laughs> this um, is the correct order. Well, I guess we can. I guess we can talk about uh, this uh, golden beer can search. Um, so, uh, Breckenridge Brewery is doing a Willy Wonka style contest, mm. uh, and so if you find the golden beer can, uh, you will win a free trip to Ireland. And wow. yeah, that's that's pretty much the story. It sounds pretty cool. When uh, what? Uh, what what i think you have Where to buy it? 12 is it like their mixed 12 pack oh i see mixed, yeah so packs, it's like uh that. it's their nitro irish stout oh so uh it's in their 12 packs of the of the nitro irish stout okay. um it's a lot of irish stout to quaff yeah <laughs> yeah and if you if you find it you you just have to uh post to uh, social media with a photo of it or something like that. Hmm. How do they know um, it's the cool. real yeah. golden can? Couldn't you fake the golden can? I, you know, I don't know. Maybe they've got an NFT for it. The non-fungible um, golden can. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I'm sure they have something, some way to distinguish. That's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, so that's pretty neat. Uh, good luck to whoever finds that. Um, obviously, you have to be a U.S. resident and 21 years of age in order to do it. Uh, so naturally, some underage kid from Guatemala will probably end up finding it. I hope um, that the person who finds it is uh, Wesley Greenwood. The haggis addict? Yeah. I need it. Well, <laughs> I mean, hey, in an infinite world, infinite universe, all, all sorts of crazy things could happen. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. The uh, This is actually a article that I saw that Bobby Walters posted. And it's actually a, an older one, um, but it's it's a good one. And this talk this is talking about salamanders, specifically the eastern hellbender. Uh, and hell these are a, a, great a salamander, um, eastern hellbender, as opposed to the western hellbender. And they definitely <laughs> have a rivalry. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically the only giant salamander in the western hemisphere. No way. Uh, and yeah, it's it's like it's like a big one. Um, I forget exactly how long or how big they said they get, and they they can live quite a while too. But in any case, they they have as been, big as your head, uh, experiencing rapid decline in a bunch of areas, and of course, uh, you know, typical types of things that mess up animal populations are to blame: um, large scale urbanization, removal of riparian tree cover, siltation, pollution. And specifically in the Appalachians, in the Pisgah National Forest, Pisgah, in the Pisgah, yeah, uh, and the in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, um, there are areas where these things live, hmm. and uh, and and they have in these areas somewhat maintained fairly healthy populations, but they're also starting to see a rise in use of these areas and with that rise in use one of the things that they're seeing is people building rock stacks and moving oh, rocks no. from stream areas to make dams and shoots and statues and other Cairns? other forms no they're not cairns oh. i don't call them rocks a cairn a cairn is a specific type of rock stack that is there for a function 
it's placed by trail builders or, or route establishers. The and, other and, ones, and they're not like ones that you pull. They're not. It's, you know, you don't make a cairn by pulling right. water or rocks out of out of river systems and stream systems and things like that. So a cairn is a thing, but what people typically do and people call them cairns, they're not. They're a rock stack. If you build a rock well, stack, you're not building a cairn. That's rock. I like to refer to those as cairns. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I, I think I can get, get behind that. Yeah. Also confusing. It is confusing, but man. I've heard that a group of Karens is called a complaint. <laughs> I nice. heard that this salamander was as big as your head. So in any case, this is definitely one of the things that, that uh, impacts them because this is that it, it like yeah. directly uh, messes up their... Uh, their habitat and the habitat of some of the things that they eat mm -hmm. uh, like crayfish mm, um, yeah. so and as well as like uh, stoneflies caddisflies various little mussels all sorts of stuff like that so anyway these hellbenders uh, also lay their eggs under large boulders in the fall mm. uh, and so as you can imagine with these things having their food their reproduction literally everything about their life cycle is pretty much tied to rocks next to water uh, and so, or in water. And so um, people building rock stacks or Karens. I um, get all those Karens out there building their stupid Karens. Yep. So, uh, you know, I used to, I used to say like, Hey, you know, I don't think it's cool to do these, but if you are going to build them, at least take them down afterwards. Well, I think I'm actually going to officially change my position on these and say, don't do it. Just don't, don't do, do it. it. If you want to enjoy a river system, enjoy the river as it is. Don't go there and build dams. Don't go there and start digging up holes or undercutting banks or doing any of the other things that are going to cause, you know, sediment to get into the water that are going to cause rocks to be moved or disturbed from their areas uh, that are going to mess up the, the habitat for literally everything everything from like small invertebrates all the way up to these enormous and awesomely named uh eastern hellbenders so yummy yeah, on not cool bro please wiki. don't move rocks please don't please don't build these things wiki says they can grow over two feet long and weigh up to five pounds what believe oh my that. god That's yeah inches. Imagine and these if one things, of those have, things walked across how, your foot. How do they taste? You know, it's funny you oh. say that out of order because I was just sitting here thinking about salamanders, <laughs> and I've always thought that, like, I've always felt like if you ate a salamander, it should taste like a a gummy candy. I'm not promoting eating salamanders; so I'm sure it's disgusting, but mm. I, they look like they should taste like a gummy. So we're trying mm. to I guess you're wrong. Them, <laughs> they probably eat salamanders in Florida. I mean, what do they not eat? Yeah, totally. Out of order. Have you ever eaten salamanders in Florida? You know, like as an well, order or it's something. Well, usually a side Appetizer. with manatee or, no. or maybe. <laughs> it's horrible. Octopus or some other delicacy. But yeah, you know, every once in a while. Salamander tails, maybe, you know, because they regenerate. So well, that's what, yeah. It's actually sustainably it's harvesting. Renewable resource. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And I've heard that if you fry up, if you fry up salamander tails, they're somewhat indistinguishable from French fries, you know, if you bread them. Interesting. 
Uh, Disco, can you whack those tubes? <laughs> yep. Tubes being whacked. <laughs> okay, so I've got I've got one one more story this month, and this one this one's pretty out there. I I legit thought this was the Onion or something like that when I first saw it. Um, Alaska woman using an outhouse attacked by a bear from below. So uh, Anchorage, this woman was out in like a backcountry, you know, scenario where the there was an outhouse, you know, away from their little cabin or yurt or whatever they were in a uh, yurt. So this this outhouse is about 150 feet from the yurt. And this woman goes out to use the outhouse. And uh, <clears throat> well, the, the story basically describes her brother hearing her scream and then running out there and oh. finding her like tending to a small wound on her butt. A gash. Uh, uh-huh. I, <laughs> exactly. And uh, so anyway, they, they go and, you know, investigate what, what it was that bit her because when it bit her, she just kind of like jumped up and ran out, right? She didn't stick around in there to see what the heck was going on. Uh, As you said, would. She said it was bleeding, but it wasn't super bad. So they go in there and uh, and sure enough, they find a bear like you know poking its head up there in in the oh it was in the hole that is so disgusting yeah so like there's like this uh lowered area thing i mean i don't i couldn't quite understand exactly how this worked but it looked like around the back side of the outhouse there was some sort of a a door or something like that for being able to clean it out right Mm -hmm. and uh and this bear got in there probably looking for some poorly digested calories and, oh. uh, <laughs> some peanuts and corn maybe some oh. red pepper and uh anyway yeah so they found instead it, it it uh kind of got stuck in there or whatever or maybe it was just in there when when um she oh. sat down but they went back later uh at some point and apparently it had gotten itself out of there and uh uh gone somewhere else so i guess the moral of the story is like you know, I I guess I'm a little paranoid because whenever I'm using outhouses and stuff like that, I'm always just like, there's a spider that's going to bite yeah. me on the butt, right? So I totally. always, I'm always looking. Yeah. And I, I feel I feel like maybe if she'd done a quick check, she might have noticed a bear in the toilet. Yeah. But, but um, every now and then you got the explosive diarrhea. There's no time to look. Totally true. And, you know, she might have just been oh. out there like 20 minutes before. And so she'd already done the spider check yeah. or maybe it was like fairly spider free or something. I don't really know. Um, I, I, I can't imagine any scenario <laughs> where it's a reasonable expectation to be like, oh, I better I better check the outhouse for bears first. So I, I'm definitely not saying like, what the heck was she Feeling thinking? Ill. But like, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Makes hey, me feel better about always checking it. Yeah, Dilo, do you remember the porta potty paper in Boulder? Yeah, I remember that. And and yeah. do you remember that the, some news channel did like a simulation of him being <laughs> porta potty? Digital animation. <laughs> they did. That. that that would make a great non fungible token right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, that's. And at the uh, same time, you can't you can't really blame the bear because if someone tried to to pee or poop on me, I'd probably attack them. 
So. I mean, I mean, hey, if I was just chilling, he, he, he's just trying to have a meal or catch some Z's or something. And then, yeah, to suddenly have some some woman shoving her rear in his face. I mean, how rude. Or just pooping on him, you know? What is all this stuff falling on I don't. Him? I did not get that impression that she had a chance to actually do anything. What oh, is really? all this stuff no, the story, <laughs> the story really made it sound like she sat down and And then just like, snapped oh, in the butt. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bit? Not scraped, bitten? You know, it's they say bitten. bit. Uh, I... I um, I don't know that that not was confirmed clear. by like a medical expert that yeah. it was a bite and not a scratch. Uh, it, it would seem like maybe a a little nip bite Puncture sounds wound, like maybe. like it makes sense. Uh, but it, it you know a bear injury on the bum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Porta potty peeper, by the way, was sentenced to six years. Really? Hmm. That was in like what 2012. Yeah, I don't know. I was in Boulder at a yoga festival. <laughs> was he like? What, he was like hiding in porta potties. Yeah, he potties? climbed into the. Oh, I found the video. I'm gonna send it to you. Guys. Oh, you did. Oh God, oh, please amazing. don't. He climbed into the hole. It's a simulation. It's not the actual video. It's a simulation. It's just funny that they. All right, God, we, this we, is we can't. We can't talk about this. Okay. Oh, We've got to move on. Special <laughs> is that? Do you have any more news stories today? Uh no, that's it. All right, there he goes, ladies and gentlemen. Special 41 just ran out the door to look at some weird video that POD sent. I don't know what's going on. Where's the video? Call the Trisha. Call the Trisha. 720-8939-720-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-2260-8939-
but uh, about 12 years ago, I got my first high-end sleeping bag. It was a nice uh, Western Mountaineering Alpenlight. And uh, before I even had a chance to crawl in it myself, my lovely wife, Skunk Cabbage, went ahead and crawled in and just let the juiciest spark. It probably re registered on the Richter scale. She thought this was hilarious. So I'm kind of like an elephant. I don't I don't forget important stuff. So today uh, we got two custom-made sleeping bags from Cumulus in Poland delivered, and I'm just about to open the box and have my way with hers. Hey, keep up the great work. Love your show. <laughs> I'm out. Oh my God! He's been waiting twelve years. A trail tipper. He's been waiting twelve years to get her back. Divorce is around the corner. That's a slow <laughs> burn on that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there were plenty of other opportunities. Wow, twelve. That's years. awesome. That's love right there, people. True. That is. Love. That's There's a been a, a far war going on in this house for. It's marriage for as long as it's lasted. <laughs> you need to look towards yourself, P.O.D. <laughs> look within. Anyway. Okay. Well, is that it? But those are, you know, like I said, those are our only two calls this month, but they were very high quality. I think. So one was about mud so. falcons, and the other one was or, about getting or. someone back with farts. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long-term revenge. We're always hey, up for a long-term revenge. Uh, totally. I feel like that's on brand. Oh, yeah. totally. I think it's great. It's like anytime you get a bunch of thru-hikers together, you know, it doesn't take long. Pretty soon you're talking about poop. It just happens. So This happens, so you don't want to go anywhere, yeah. folks, because we have to take a break. There'll be more talk about poop, and we're <laughs> going to cover our trail of the month. Don't go anywhere. This is all good, and I never listen to The Trail Show. All right, folks, The Trail Show is back, and we're going to do a special segment, a couple of Trail of the Month segments over the next three months, and they are inspired by our media review, which we'll be talking about later. Um, actually, we should probably do the media review first if we were being smart about this, but we're not smart. We're The Trail Show. So anyway, the idea with the next three months worth of trail shows is that we're going to see or next three months of trail the months on the trail show we're going to see what we can do as far as a big day on trail by walking out our own front doors and this month we're starting down in florida with triple o so the only real rules of this experiment are you have to literally walk out of your front door to start your epic day on trail. 
It's a triple O. Could you ride your bike? Could you ride your bike out your front door a no. short distance to start your hike? No, it's is all foot powered. Biking show. Okay. Yeah, well, no. biking is foot powered. <laughs> that's that's a good point. But it's not no mechanical assist. That's right. It's a triple O. Wilderness down, rules. You're down in Tallahassee, right? Yeah, so I'm down in Tallahassee at my dad's house. Um, and they live kind of to the east side of the city out in the country. Um, so when I was thinking about this, you know, Florida is not known for its many trails, but Tallahassee's actually done a really good job in the last couple, like say decade or so of creating some green spaces and putting together lots of paths and trails through there. Um, and so I thought, well, maybe there's a way to connect a whole bunch of them in a, in a long line or string and to make something fun. So we left our house and walked down the road then walked down a railroad track <laughs> across a lake <laughs> to get to the first of the green spaces, the closest one. Um, and then from there, we connected, I think, three different parks in the city and then some neighborhoods. And then uh, a park that's right near downtown Tallahassee, all the way to the state capitol building. I thought the state capitol building would be a fun place to end the hike. Um, it was about 13 miles. And when we got there, there were some people uh, protesting slash like yelling at the street about how everyone needed to find Jesus. So it was a very good um, civic engagement was involved in the <laughs> In this height, we didn't did they see any. Did they find him? Although, I mean, what was was he lost? I I don't know. Apparently, they were really yelling at everyone to look for him. So, I, huh. you know. Well, I hope they found him because God, if I would find want him, let Jesus him know. Go down to the capital. Like left out like that. <laughs> so, Triple O, what is fun learn, though? What did you learn about your your nearby surroundings that maybe you hadn't noticed before? Oh, I think that was one of the most fun parts is like there's a lot of parks around here that I've been to before as a kid, but I always would go to the park and then leave the park by a car. So connecting these things on foot was a different experience. You end up finding all these little connection trails. Um, some of them are like legitimate and some of them are like desire paths that people have made over time, just, you know, a neighborhood or something that wants to access a park. And maybe there's no like official entrance there, but there's clearly a footpath that everyone in the neighborhood uses. And you end up finding a lot of those when you start to think about it. And the best way to find them is to look at a map and kind of think about if you lived in that neighborhood or something and wanted to access this public space, where would you do it from? And, and almost invariably, there was a little pathway here or there that would take you to the next neighborhood over or whatever. Um, and, you know, it's fun just to, it's, it's a neat way to see your city you know yeah. you're used to i think in the united states so often get in a car go to x go to y go to z and so they all seem like islands but to connect them all is much more interesting i'm sorry did we hit i didn't realize we were having snorkel on today <laughs> yes this is like a a day hike uh, version of snorkels <laughs> so um, so you know while you were while hour. you were while you were talking, you actually did remind me of Snorkel, and that reminded me of the fact that I was going to mention on Trail News that uh, she is now the 
a a contributing editor for Backpacker Magazine. Yeah. So uh Woohoo. Congrats. So big congratulations. So so big congratulations to Backpacker. Uh you know, I don't know what they had to do in order to convince her to go ahead and come on, but uh good 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 job, Backpacker. Way way to go. The other fun thing is you just run into random things. Like we were on this railroad track and then a hot air balloon went right over us like <laughs> okay through a swamp and there's like a hot air balloon i mean it's kind of nice you just run into mm. randomness or like we found this random alley in downtown tallahassee that's filled with um you know uh, street art oh you, cool. you wouldn't i would have never have found this otherwise so did you encounter yeah, any wildlife on your hike we saw one rabbit that was it no gators we looked i think it's still a little too cold for gators the the terrain we were in actually does have a lot of alligators in it we ran a very good chance of finding them or water moccasins but we did not find either did you spot any street artists while you were in the street artist alley we did not we did not but yeah i think you know the other the other tip i'd offer people who want to do this is if you can uh plan it out like halfway through we passed a smoothie store so that was very helpful Ooh. for the resupply um yeah mid-trip it gave us a lot of energy to continue on we also passed the small little daycare that i broke my leg at when i was a child after they what? had some sort of zip line set up for like that's crazy and i fell off of it yeah yeah they're very wow very much now, I assume like a lawyer about that little contraption. I Ooh. assume most people in Florida have got a story like that, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty much it's like you have to have was that it is like either a zip, zip line or like your school at, uh, put in like a, a one of those motorcycle cage uh, spheres. It's like possum wrestling. Right. Will work. Possum, you yeah, went that, swimming yeah. in a swamp and a gator ate your pinky toe, you know, stuff like that. Gators. Yeah. I feel like it sounds like probably... it was fun. It was fun. It was a really fun time. Um, and I like I like walking through neighborhoods and stuff like that too. So, uh, so you know, as what, long as you um, stay off the big streets. What so, season of the year would you recommend that one does this this hike? What's the prime What's the prime uh, hiking season? It's Florida, so anything that isn't probably from about <laughs> late March to say late september i would say don't do it because it's too hot <laughs> okay do it really early in the morning um but what are the water sources like the water sources you pass a couple of water fountains in parks <laughs> ah, so water good. Fountains, were the so water fountains running good. or were they turned off due to COVID 19 uh COVID 19 does not exist in florida i didn't know if you realize that <laughs> you guys have um, moved on according to our governor it does not exist so so the water fountains are flowing so the water fountains are flowing <laughs> yeah water fountains Great. are flowing sweet um, um, i highly recommend choosing a route with wide paths <laughs> right sounds like there's probably pretty good access to ice as well <laughs> uh <laughs> yes there's uh, many uh smoothie places you can pass along the way <laughs> what is their diet coke are there big gulps there is you know actually that brings up a side trip not this is not from my house but i did go off on the florida trail to try and find buck 30 since the last show. oh yeah 
Did you find him? And I did not find him, but I was able to leave him a beer. I gave him a couple of beers. I was going to try and leave him a Diet Pepsi, but the only Diet Pepsi I could find was in like, they don't sell it in vending machines, so apparently no one likes it. So really? I would have had to buy like a 24 pack of Diet Ooh. Pepsi. And I thought that would have just been now here's what you should have done. Yeah. Diet Pepsis. <laughs> you should have I mean, gone to McDonald's. Does McDonald's have fountain drinks? Of course. So you should have gone yeah. to McDonald's. I think it's Diet Coke. It is. Go Diet. there and get him the biggest Diet Coke with ice and put a straw in it and go put it on the trail. And by the time we got there, it would have, the ice would have melted. <laughs> And there would probably be like ants all over. Yeah, watered down and flat would have been amazing. But I thought he liked Diet Coke, and we yeah, but watered down and flat, he wouldn't. He doesn't like Diet Pepsi. Yeah. Oh right. right. Come on, beauty. Get it straight. Not discriminatory. Well, that was nice of you to leave him a treat. (laughs) Um, What about the resupply options? Well, you know, I wanted to vault. Were there any mail drops? Rankings. Were there any mail drops involved in this hike? Or was you able to buy there as you go? There was no mail drops. It's a buy as you go situation. You do pass at Costco, which is a short side, like half out, half wow. mile side. Wow. You can go and get a whole pizza and um, a churro. Wanted, <laughs> yeah. So, so it sounds a, like it's pretty easy to slack pack it. a quarter mile off the trail. How did you yeah, decide on your route, Triple um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we went... I tried to walk the least amount of pavement that as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it was kind of impressive how little pavement we had to walk. I'd say of the 13 miles, um, maybe three of it was on pavement. And did you have, I mean, that's going through a, ta- a city. Did you have anyone drive by and roll down their window, pump their fists and yell, get a job hippie? No, we did okay. not have anyone. Uh, Did anybody roll down their window and stick their hand out and give you a thumbs down? (laughs) No thumbs down. (laughs) Uh, We did when I was getting into my car (laughs) downtown, a man laughed at my Colorado license plate on my car because the front one is, is, is zip tied on instead of screwed in. Wait a second. And wait, 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 wait. Am I to believe, am, am I correct that you finally got Colorado bits and then moved and back, then to moved back to Florida? Florida. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, <laughs> okay. That is correct. But, you're <laughs> but I'm not like moving here permanently. You moving back I mean, to Colorado soon, We'll right? see, we'll see. <laughs> Okay. That's the hope. That's the dream. We'll keep a we'll keep the light on for you. How about that? Well, cool. Out of order. That sounds like it was My fun. My in Colorado, so you got to come back. Yeah, it was great. It really was. It was. It was a fun, fun way, fun way to spend a day getting yeah. out. You want to see your kayak again? <laughs> Whoa! Um, was that God? Listeners, hopefully, you are inspired. Was that God. Did, did God make an appearance on the trail show again? Remember when God used to come on the trail show? That didn't sound like God. That sounded like Satan. Really? Yeah, Where's the purple it. machine? Do we have the purple machine? We do, but it's, it's in the closet. I don't know how to make it go do through it. Zoom. We've got to do old school voices. Yeah. 
Yeah. I will say it's for some other ideas. Like, I had the capital as a destination, <laughs> but you could also go to, like, I thought about trying to walk to my aunt's house. So you could try and walk to friends' houses mm-hmm. and socially distance visit them from the backyard and stuff, make a loop out of it. Since, There's all kinds of interesting ideas for yeah, a city hike. And, and since we're talking about local adventures, um, I think we should also discuss uh, Delo's arm. Yes, Delo has shown up to this month's yeah. taping with his arm in a sling. Delo, what happened? Two weeks ago this Friday, it was a beautiful winter day. Started off crisp and cold, a couple of fresh inches of snow. I left my house at seven o'clock, was on the trail at eight, had a great few hours of skiing. And then <clears throat> as I was heading back, I kind of let the day get a little bit too late because I wanted to be done early because I knew it was going to get up to about 40, 45 degrees where I was and the snow was going to get sticky, and wet, and slushy and clumpy. And I was hoping to be back at the trailhead before that happened. But I actually ran. It was kind of funny. I was standing on the side of the road, um, drinking my tea, eating some snacks. And I kind of moaned to myself as these snowshoers came walking up the road. I had skied on trails and came out at the road. Um, and they had walked a couple miles up the road to get where I was. And I was groaning. I was like, oh, snowshoers. Turns out it was my coworker that I work with every day. Like talk to him multiple times a day online. And I've only seen him like once or twice in person, but I've been working very closely with this guy for about a year now talk to him multiple times a day, instant messaging, video calls all day long. He kind of looks over at me. He says, is that Mike D? And I said, yeah, is that Zach? So I ended up shooting the breeze with my coworker for like 20, 30 minutes. And actually I blame him for what happened to me here. <laughs> not really, but I probably, I, this might not have happened. Actually, Who's who am I kidding? This definitely wouldn't have happened if I hadn't run into him. But whatever, it's fun to run into him. So, anyways, I'm coming back. It's getting late. I had to stop, put on the glide wax because the snow is getting sticky and clumpy. And those of us who have cross-country skied know that when it gets warm, that snow just sticks to your skis and it just stops and you can't even slide anymore. So I stopped, put on the glide wax. And I'm on a trail and it's in the woods and it's and it's great. It's a little steep in a couple spots. So I, I fell once or twice going down, but it was really fun. The glide wax, I was cruising. So I get to this kind of stretch of trail and I look at it and say, oh, that looks great. Straight away, no turns. It's in the shade. The snow is going to be cold and fast. So I just kind of go for it, right? So what happens is that the snow wasn't cold and fast. The snow gripped my right ski, the big clump. And basically my right ski just kind of stopped. And when my right ski just stopped, the rest of my body just kind of kept on going. And it just kind of pitched me and threw me off the, to the side of the trail. And I struck a tree with my right collarbone going downhill at about 10, 15 miles an hour. <clears throat> and it was just kind of like, I don't know if anybody's ever been in a car accident, but or you know, been in any sort of an accident like that. But these things just happen. There's no time to really think about what's happening. It's just like, boom, and then all of a sudden you just kind of bounce off a tree or your car smashes into something. Um, and so what happened to me was I just bounced off a tree with my collarbone and I heard a loud cracking noise perhaps, or just maybe it was, I don't know what happened, but I just kind of bounced off the tree and was thrown back on the trail. My ski was all, one of my skis is all crooked. And I, I just kind of said to myself, like, oh, I, 
I, I, I moaned. I kind of just moaned. I didn't swear. I didn't yell profanities. I was just kind of sorry. What, what did you say? I don't even know. It was just kind of like, oh, whoa. you know, it was just like, whoa, what okay. just happened? So I kind of took off a ski, kind of got myself up, kind of felt around. And then I felt my collarbone and I was like, oh, oh, no, that doesn't feel right. Because it was kind of, you know, bulging. Right. So I could move my arm, could move my arm. You know, I just couldn't move it high. I still don't move it very high because the collarbone has not yet been fastened back together. It's another story that's happening oh, uh, this Friday, two weeks from the day. Plates so, and screws. Coming at you. Oh. Super excited, actually, to tell you the truth. But anyway, so I kind of just kind of like pick myself up, realize I could still move my arm, feel my collarbone. And I'm just like adrenaline is pumping, pumping. I'm just like freaking out. I'm like, all right, got my wits about me. I can still ski, can move my arms. All right. I think I have to get out of here. So drink some water, get my backpack on, ski down the trail, kind of in a controlled slow motion, get to the trail junction. All right, doing all right. Move my arm in a, occasionally like, you know, feel that pain of just like, all right, don't move my arm like that and I'll be okay. <clears throat> but meanwhile, I'm just like running on adrenaline because this is very, this, you know, this is a very traumatic thing. So I've got about a mile and a half to get back to my car. So I ski downhill, maybe three tenths of a mile, get to a trail junction. There's some guy standing on a bridge. He's like, oh, would you like me to get out of your way? So I'm like, yeah, please, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell him I just crashed into a tree. He's just kind of like, whatever, man. I was just about to take a picture, you know. So he gets out of my way. I said, thanks, have a good day. And I just, you know, I'm clumping up the trail. I got about a mile, 1.3 miles, according to the sign, all uphill. It's warm, oh, snow is just clumpy. There's no slide and it's just clump, clump, clump all uphill to get back to the car. And I'm just running on adrenaline and traking, taking water breaks, you know, making sure to get my water off, I had to like swing my pack around my back and do this and stuff. It was all very awkward, but I was able to get out. And the good news was I could move my lower arms and because I didn't need to raise my arms too much, I could, you know, push my way out of there. As I get back to the car, put the skis up on top with one hand, take the boots off with one hand, drive about a mile, no, excuse me, drive about an hour back down into Boulder, thinking like, hmm, I think I'll just go straight to the emergency room because my collarbone is not right. Something in my, in this area of my body is not right. So I get to the, get to the emergency room and I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. I'm in shock. Call my wife, let her know what happened go into the emergency room, get some pictures, and then they send me home with a sling and some x-rays showing that I had a compound fracture in my right clavicle. So basically when I hit that tree, go skiing downhill at about 50 miles an hour, I kind of broke my clavicle into three or four pieces. Crazy. So the doctor saw a doctor the following Tuesday. Brutal. He said, an orthopedic doctor, he said, let's, uh, let's give this a week to see if it kind of falls back into place. Maybe it'll Maybe gravity will pull it back together and everything will be looking good and we can come in here and we don't have to do any surgery. So I'm back there this Tuesday. And he said, nope, that's not happening. And I said, let's do it. So that's what's happening on Friday. So you're going under the knife. Going under the knife, getting the second plate. I have a plate in my ankle. This will be plate number two. So it's plate and screws. And I actually think that this is, I 
would have preferred that this happened a week ago, to be honest with you, because for me, looking at the x-ray, I'm like, dude, that's like, it's not, you know, it's all like, this is not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be like this, right? It's all like this and jumbled and I can feel it poking. Um, so are so, you saying you did not have a high confidence that gravity was going to pull that mess back together? Not really. I mean, they just, they just wanted to kind of see my thoughts are like, if we just get the surgery over and bind it all back together, you've got the bones buttoned up next to each other. You've got the blood vessels in them, you know, facing blood vessels and the other bones where you're going to find each other and start to mate and, and, and reinforce those breaks much sooner versus right now where they're all kind of like in this jumbled mess where they're kind of like growing this way and one's growing that way and maybe they'll find each other and when they do they may grow so I, I just was like I'm a little bummed that I lost a week but at least it's gonna happen on Friday so how do you sleep on that thing sleeping has been quite difficult um the hardest part about sleeping is that I can't really roll around um so I don't know about you guys but I don't really sleep in the same exact position for like seven eight hours but I I can only, I can kind of roll onto my left side, but when I roll onto my left side, I kind of feel like this pressure in my collarbone as it's kind of gravity is making mm -hmm. it shift and whatnot. And it's just like, oh, it's not really painful. It's just awkward. And, it's, you know, it's kind of like a dull throbbing, like slight headachey pain. It's, there's no, there's nothing, nothing, nothing about this has been like acute except for the, um, pain in my my trapezoid and my pectoral area my pectoral area gets very tight from just not moving my arm for long periods of time yep. and my trapezoid took some impact and it's it hasn't been the same since like i haven't really sneezed in the past two weeks and because it's really painful to sneeze like Ooh. if i sneeze it's just like Ugh! so i'm doing my best not to sneeze um hmm. all right yeah, lots of neti pot. No, I just kind of, I just, you know, I just kind of plug it. Stops. <laughs> we need to put a video of that up. Yeah. Well, Dilo. Anyways, it's the it's the first time that I've been injured in the woods, and it was quite traumatic. Uh, I was by myself. Uh, I was not far from a trailhead, and I don't know. I mean, like I said, I I told you guys about the rescue we did this summer where we. Um, helped a woman. What was her name? Barbara. And, and paddled her across, like Barb. Yeah, she's a trail show listener. She writes me all the time. Barb. She, yeah. Uh, yeah, Barb. But uh, yeah, so it's it's you know, it was I guess it was my turn. Yeah. Yep. Could have been worse. Well, we're I could have hit my head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, my head on the tree. I was going to say exactly yeah. that. I mean, anytime you hit a tree, that can be really, really mm -hmm. bad news. So. A broken like, collarbone, as far yeah, as things go, like it's not that bad of a bone. Yeah, that's like a pretty common injury. People once do that they, quite a bit. Once they screw this thing back together, I got a hunch mm -hmm. it's going to feel like, and I recover from the sutures and whatnot. I got a hunch it's going to feel like a lot better because right now the gravity is just kind of like grinding, just pulling oh, the fragments yeah. like and weird, and it's just like let's bind it all together, and then I think it'll feel a lot better. It'll heal much quicker. Um, but or, or it could have been my shoulder. Like, if I would have hit my shoulder on there, oh, the damage that you could do to like, yeah, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. rotator. Totally. And it's your and dominant. And, it's your dominant. Arm. It is my dominant arm. Yeah. How's that been going? I'm learning how to write with my left hand if I have to write up high. Okay. Um, cook it. I mean, I can still use my arm. You know. 
But right. uh, I've been doing a little bit more. I have to wipe my ass with my left hand. How's that going? Um, I was afraid that I was going to need help to wipe my ass, <laughs> but I didn't. And, and nobody was actually going to help me wipe my ass. Yeah. Come to find out. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, Wendy, I might need you to, to wipe my ass. I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> no, no, Mike. No, you're going to have to figure it out. I, uh, you, I you have one good line. hand. You know, people that there are left handed people. Boulder, out there. Didn't you? The, the Boulder yeah. Peeper? He would help you. Yeah, Where's the Porta Potty Peeper. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to find bear. that yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I was able, I've, I've learned to wipe my ass with my left hand. I'm probably the hardest thing to do. I guess maybe I could start to wash my right, my left armpit with a bar of soap, but trying to wash your left armpit with a bar of soap with your left hand is yeah, super that's awkward. weird. Super I, awkward. I am kind of curious if you're to like put up on what what's that? There's like the app where you can put up little tasks and people will. Oh sign yeah, up Mechanical Turk or whatever, you know. Yeah, Task Rabbit or something Task like Rabbit that. Or something, yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I am curious, like if you if you put wipe my ass, I've got a, a broken collarbone on there. Like what <laughs> what kind of a response you'd get? You know, yeah. like you know, how how low could you set that? that dollar value and have yeah. somebody respond to probably it. not very low <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not very low. unless you find the right person then you might make money <laughs> that's true that's right somebody's like ooh. so or i maybe the, an exchange you know the I'll irony my boulder urine you wipe my ass yeah, that you know the irony have, of all I, this I, I that would probably happen I'm the wipe. irony of all this is i was convinced like this was going to be the last cross-country skiing day of the season because of weather because it was going to get warm because you can't go cross-country skiing when it's that warm it just sticks to your skis it's awful so i was really excited to get out and have a good last day and then i break my collarbone and then it's the last day for me but not because of weather and then we go and get you know like all this snow it snows all weekend then we get two feet of snow here in town and it snows again today it's just like okay this story is going on too long yeah. Let's continue. Anyways, so so to to bring this all back to Trail of the Month, hmm. maybe we should wait for the Boulder Trail local hike Trail of the Month until May, and Pod and I can do out the front door in Salida for next month's Trail of the Month. Yeah, I'm not. I'm probably not going to be hiking out my front door until late until late April. All right, so May May would work for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and you said awesome. that I can't. I can't. I have to walk directly out my front door. I can't like, That's can I take a bus? Other. Can I take a bus? No. Can I hitch right. a ride? It's, I could it, probably hitch a ride. The, the only thing that you can do if it's not walking is a tricycle ride. And and it has to be a minimum of 25 miles if you do a tricycle. <laughs> uphill, 25 miles to Chautauqua. Yeah. Uphill. Yep. 25 miles and a thousand feet up. Up to Wondervu. You got to like, on a tricycle. Yeah, on a trike. Yeah, awesome. Flagstaff Mountain. All right, let's continue on, shall we? I tell you what, before we continue on, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to do mailbag and media review. And we promise all this will make sense once we do our media review.
This is you know who from up high, and I never listen to the trail show. All right, everybody, the trail show is back. Our media correspondent, Brian Buck30 Tansman, sent us one last missive from the Florida Trail. What's up, trail show? It's Buck30 coming in with a voice clip under an hour to spare before recording time apparently sorry i'm extremely frazzled i don't even know if i can get this out into disco in time uh disco i'm sorry this will be the worst audio possible maybe even worse than the onion we're currently in a car uh just finished the florida trail halfway between pensacola and laredo texas and it's been kind of a crazy day. We drove through some epic, epic storms to make my, uh, my, my partner found on our way into Texas, we found a community in Southeast Texas that voted 86% for you know who, and therefore no one in the county will, will take the vaccine. And so they're literally begging people to take the vaccine. They're, the local judge is posting all over Facebook, like just begging people to come from anywhere to come and get the vaccine. So we, we made a pit stop in uh, Orange, Texas, and we got vaccinated. So we're pretty stoked, just totally out of nowhere, like six hours from Pensacola after finishing the Florida Trail and like six hours from Laredo, where we're heading where my car and my sister are. But uh, oh my God, the Florida Trail. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I probably don't have enough time. Um, I don't know, it was an experience. It was kind of like it was described to me. It was like people had told me, like people uh, who'd hiked it before uh, told me that the good stuff is like amazing and like some of the most unique stuff you'll ever hike in America. And then the bad stuff is basically the worst stuff you'll just ever you'll ever hike and that and that's kind of what it was like like the good stuff was amazing like the swamps and the saw palmettos and the oak hammocks it was just really cool really cool and oh my god the bad stuff though the some of the road walks they really are bad the, some of these state highways are just unbelievable for you know, like four lane divided highways and roads with no shoulders um Oh, you know, being chased by pit bulls. Oh my God! Like, uh, people are just the worst. Like, uh, 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 every year, at least one or two hikers get bit by a pit bull. Someone was already bit this year. Uh, we were lucky, but it's scary. Like, who wants to be chased by trashy pit bulls? And speaking of trash, Florida. I mean, it is the trashiest state I've ever experienced, and I have walk the length of Mississippi and kayak the length of Mississippi and Florida it's not even close this is the trashiest state I've ever been to out of order you should be ashamed that you're you're from this state I, I everywhere we look like the, the like the, the the roadsides the gutters the the flooding swamps are just filled with trash it's it's unbelievable I don't I don't even know where it all comes from um so yeah and then uh oh, the camping it was probably the loudest camping i've ever experienced in my life my partner she didn't care at all she sleeps through anything but i don't know i kind of come out here for the peace and quiet and that is not the florida trail but 
I guess I'm probably saying too many negative things. It was also, it was a pretty cool hike. Um, I don't know if I'd come back again, maybe if I had another winter off, but um, it was, uh, you know, it's Florida, man. Is that the thing, the, the Florida man? But I guess if there's one story that epitomizes the Florida trail, it was maybe about a month ago and we were hiking through the Withlacoochee State Forest and we're just hiking along and we're um we're we're I'm looking ahead and I'm like hey you know Heather like you know is that fog like that what is that up there and I'm like all of a sudden she's like I think it's smoke and I'm like smoke and so we, we walk a little further and there's like just all of a sudden out of nowhere there's a smoke and flames and like we hear helicopters and like we look behind us and we're literally being aerial bombed like aerial fire bombed by state forest helicopters um they're setting like a controlled burn with no warning no um no signs at any trailhead no like postings on a website absolutely nothing they're literally dropping fire bombs on us from the air and now we're like in the middle of this forest and it's burning everywhere around us and we're freaking out like we're like where the like where what are we gonna do it's like we open up our like maps and we're like looking around and like we see like a dirt road a quarter mile away and so we start running through the forest we're like bushwhacking through thorns and poison ivy and smoke and literally we're running through fire like we're running through and around fire and you know it's a controlled burn so it's not like insane but it's like fire like taller than us it's burning all the grasses and the saw palmettos and we get out to this for this this road and we basically walk like the western boundary of the of the fire the prescribed burn for a couple of miles and we get to the end and there's like all of these empty fire trucks there and then there's like florida trail orange blazes so like the, the like the trail is right there the trail has got like a trailhead sign and orange blazes and they didn't even check to see if there's any hikers in there so maybe that's like what florida the florida trail is like all right um don't know what's what else to say um, it was a good two and a half months, but uh, be warned. Uh, and now I go to Texas and I work for two months. So let me know if you'd like a uh, an update and an update from auditing uh, in Texas. Uh, kind of work from home for two months. I can I can bore you with all the uh, accounting updates. Otherwise. I will be back in uh, May, back on the trail, and I will be back in touch. Hope everyone's doing well and stay safe. We should get him on the trail show in the next month to give us a little accounting update. Yeah. Just, like, you know, 30, 30 seconds, yeah. 60 seconds. Like, yeah. tell us what's going on with the taxes this year. Triple O, <laughs> what do you think about his story about the failure of the Florida wildland forestry firebombing situation well uh that sounds pretty bleak <laughs> but maybe uh you know maybe it certainly is you know gives them something to talk about are you surprised it reinforces that that the idea that i've had uh i am not surprised that the logistics of of anything in florida are messy <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, it reinforces the idea that the true Florida Trail 
is the Florida Circumnavigational Saltwater Paddling Trail. It uh, <laughs> goes around the go. coast. No one firebombs you in a kayak off the coast of Florida. So it's pretty safe. Are, are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm ninety uh, percent sure about that. Okay. I did have someone pull a shotgun on me when I did that. So it, while you but were in the boat, like traditional South. No, it was well. I was in the I was in the water. This is a, definitely a whack that too. But basically, the southernmost point of the United States is not in Key West. There's another island that's like ten miles off of Key West and slightly more south, but it's a private island. Oh. But Florida law allows you to be in the water up to the high tide line. So I was in the water on this island to like be at the southernmost point. Hmm. And the guy, there's like a house there. He came out with a shotgun on his his balcony and told me that this is a private island and I needed to leave. Oh, <laughs> what did you do? You you didn't just tell uh, him I about said, that whole high tide worry, thing. I'm not coming on the land, and then I paddled away. <laughs> wow. you, you probably should have yelled at him, but I'm I'm not past the high tide line, sucker. I think I said, hey, I just paddled here from Minnesota. And he said, whatever, man, (laughs) get off my island. Wow. (laughs) He said, get off my lawn. Yeah. Get off my lawn. You could have bought it for about $15 million about five years ago, I think it was for sale. Uh, You won't be able to buy it in what, 50 years? We've buried the lead all night long. Mm-hmm. And it's the big this, reveal. This is good. This this media is good media. Did you watch it, D'Lo? I did. I loved it. What else has he got to do? He's got that arm sling on. He can't do anything. I really can't do very much. So we went a little different direction this month with the media review. And there's this guy on that I've been seeing on YouTube from Australia. His name is Bo Miles. And I've become a big fan of his videos. He does very odd and interesting things both abroad and locally and he just put out a video called the commute walking 90 kilometers to work and it's about a 28 minute long video it's on youtube we will definitely put a link to it what he basically did is that he's got a 90 kilometer drive to work um, which which is a bit long, if you ask me. And he's in Ireland, right? Australia. He's in Australia. Australia sorry, Australia, yeah. Just that. And Why he said he was in Ireland. No, come on, Pod. Mm. So he he says he drives this <laughs> ninety kilometers a couple times a week, and he was wondering what it would be like to walk out his front door, and actually walk to work the ninety k instead of being in a car. So it's kind of interesting. Um, it's he discovers a lot about his commute that he never knew, and he also overnighted along yeah. along the route, along the road walk. Which I think the most interesting part is that he did. He started out with like no gear, just the clothes yeah. on his back and the shoes, and he picked up all his gear along the way, water bottles, including and Gatorade, water, and Gatorade. And some money blankets. and money to buy food. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. 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 Was it on this one that he found a couch? Yeah. 
I think yeah, so. Kind of and what you'll notice with this one, he did a similar video a couple of years ago, and he keeps kind of flipping back and forth from that video to this video. But the description just simply says, setting off with no food, water, or shelter. I walked 90 kilometers to work a bunch of years ago to see if a strip back adventure could give me the kind of buzz that the faraway exotic heavy planned expeditions had given me over the years. And that's kind of what we were trying to do with our trail of the month is that a lot of us have hiked multi-thousand mile trails. And, you know, we had Buck 30 on here talking about a 4,600 mile trail, but sometimes adventure is as close as walking out your front door. And so Bo Miles has done, he, he kayaked around the bottom of Africa. You know, he's done some long, long distance hikes. He's done a lot of cool expedition stuff but this one was just walking out the front door walking 90 kilometers to work and i think he even timed it so that he actually showed up at work to give a lecture mm -hmm. is that right yeah, he was supposed to give some presentation yeah but again it's kind of like all the different stuff all the trash he saw discarded along the way and all the different stuff he discovered it's like the florida trail i kind of it kind of sounded <laughs> a little like that you yeah, know, I, I was, feel like if you're going to rely on trash, the Florida Trail might be a good place. It's true. Wow. I was thinking um, now that we were talking about it again, I was always curious because he's done a few things like this. Like there's so many things in Australia that can kill you, like bugs and snakes. And I was, I don't know, I was just curious that he, you know, he's walking in that tall grass by the road sometimes. And it's like, ooh. yeah, sleeping in it. One thing, though, there was a couple like bottles of random liquid he found. <laughs> and he just drank them. He just drank them. And I'm, I'm just kind of like. Uh. I was like, that's Disco's pee bottle right there. Yeah, uh, that's a little. Dice. Somebody was just peeing real clear, but that's definitely pee. Yeah. And didn't he find some food also along the way? He, like some uh, semi-expired bananas or something that he was like, ah, I'll give these a go. I don't remember. You know, he actually. You know, go ahead. I was just going to say that um, it is a really good um, YouTube channel. And as I've mentioned many times before, I'm not a big fan of most of what gets consumed in this house. But anyway, How dare you? that one is really good. He's He does interesting things. And um, his videos are entertaining and thoughtful. Um, yeah, they're good. I like I, I like. This I'll admit, I, I didn't watch it. I, I guess I, I, I like halfway forgot and halfway thought that it was one of the many ridiculous videos that you were sending us. The chakra okay. alignment videos? Yes. Yeah. I, uh, calm well. You guys are on the Calm Well channel? Come on. D-Lo loves that so. stuff. I do, especially now. <laughs> no, I definitely thought that... Um, yeah, I, I feel like I even remember you saying like media review, but thinking I'm not clicking, I'm not clicking on whatever whatever insane thing he just <laughs> sent me. Um, man, you should have, and you must. It's not well. Check late. out his channel, Bo Miles. He's got a lot of cool stuff on there. It's interesting. I'm gonna check it out. I was just looking at it. There is some cool stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. He's he, got a he's got a 15 minute video about drinking half. Oh, you know, opened bottles of wine found along the road. Yep. And he also Brilliant. did a really cool video where he ran um, a marathon 
in 24 hours. So he ran the first hour, he ran two miles, and then the second hour, he ran or whatever. Yeah, two miles. A mile, a mile an hour. Mile oh, yeah. An hour. You, yeah. Okay. Mile an and hour. So he did that for 24 hours. A um, different kind of marathon. Yeah. yeah. His mm -hmm. videos are fantastic. This, you know, the mile an hour video is, is the one that got me hooked. That was the gateway drug. And now I watch anything and everything he puts out. So he also did the human bean diet, 40 days of eating nothing but canned beans. Oh, yeah. I thought it was nothing but human beans. <laughs> <laughs> his weight in beans which i was like okay that what what's so bit what's a big deal about that but he was eating like baked beans that's right I mean, can you imagine eating like for four 40 days beans? that's, that's gotta be like at least a a your legs worth of salt well i don't care about the salt it's the sugar like baked beans are sweet. They're so gross. You know what? The Brits, Ugh. the Aussies, and the Kiwis. No, they love their baked beans, beans. especially for breakfast. They like yeah. to eat it. For I know. Breakfast. It's so weird. <gasps> They're know. fine for breakfast if you have some left over from dinner. You know, no. put them with your uh, ass. You shouldn't man. be eating them at dinner either. Beans are not meant to be sweet, people. As a fake Mexican, I have to say that I, I you know, people eating sweet beans. Right, Even I'm being gonna, from the Midwest, I, I've always hated. Ugh, gross. I have to. I have to come clean. I did not have tofu with ketchup for dinner tonight. Yeah, baked, baked beans. beans. But we did have baked beans. Oh, oh. baked oh. beans are good. Did you Barbie, not you even not really have baked beans? Good. I don't know what baked beans. All right. Baked beans, Italian sausage, hot dogs for the kids, peppers and onions, and uh, that was it. Yeah, I'm. Tell us what I'm, you had for dinner last night. I'm with POD on this. Uh, baked <laughs> beans are disgusting. Um, just, just factually. Last uh, night I had tostadas with beans, but they were dried beans that were soaked for an endless amount of time and then cooked for an hours and hours with POD's taco seasoning. Very good. Still use that recipe, nice. by the way. Oh awesome. wow! That's and then cool sweet recipe. potatoes and then sour cream and salsa. Homemade tostadas. I don't. Oops. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, it looks like so D-Lo just got muted again. Anyway, oh, no. should we move on? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. Why are we talking about tostadas? Why did you mute me? I was talking about tostadas. Homemade tostadas. Yeah, it's on the show sheet. Yeah, It says right here that you're supposed this is to talk not, about tostadas. For this is not part minutes. of the order, D-Lo. <laughs> this is not the tostada show? The no. tostada show? No. Should we do All our right. donors? No, let's do mailbag first. Oh, no, let, okay. let's do donors. It's, we always do donors. Do donors. Where's the music? Okay. Oh, it gets back. It is cued. Okay. We've got Bernard okay. Wolf. Hey. hey. Russ, not fuss, Kenda. No fuss. Craig Pisco Gully. What I got? What what I got? Bobby Walters. Joshua Bow Down to Job Bowden. Trevor Smoke It if you got a Bowman. Sean oh, Weed Man. man. <laughs> Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. Diane Pinkers. Stein. Stein. David Bullapasta, as big as your Eastern Hellbender Salamander Viddy. Oh. Nice, nice ad lib in there. Salamanders as big as your head. Justin Nels. Quality. Quality. Clayton Masterson. The Baptist. 
Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Vermont. The bouncer Dixon. Get on the trail. The, trail. the weekend. Is it Steven. not I thought it the was, week? Not what the day week. is it? It's uh, Wednesday. Is it Wednesday. I thought it was. What's all the luck of the Irish to you, special? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Stephen the hustler, Russell. Ammon the brute, Bruce. Thanks for that photo, brute. Renee Sheba Patrick. Wesley the haggis addict, Greenwood. Good luck on finding that golden can, man. I need, I need it. it. I need it. I need it. I, need I, it gotta, I gotta have my, my haggis and my golden can. <laughs> Kevin Chickby Cross and Sasha Honeydew Codet. Tebow, Nat Tim Williams. Tommy Tebow, the Meat Popsicle Stevens. Don't let it melt, man. Joseph Pecker Raro. Hey. Brandon Ooh. Lost Balls, love lady. Where'd they oh, go? Oh, God, where'd they go? Hero the Switchblade and Brian the Big Mac Namera. Big Mac. So big. Mac. Patty Sisu Mariscala. Hey. Gilberto. 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 David the Geode Hale. Yes. What's, what's inside? Stephen Robin the Mud Falcon Hood. Hood. Uh, Tony Sheboygan Brewing Pits. Hey. Sheboygan. Rachel Die Bama Die Merchant. Just die. Uh, Eric yeah. Adequate Johnson. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll work. Yeah, that'll do. Dant Hobson. <laughs> you know what? I think you I think you got it. I think you might have got it. You like it. that one? I, Dan, thought, I, thought, it was, it. I thought it was just Dan Thompson. <laughs> no, what? That's no, crazy. No. I don't know who that it's is. definitely kind of not that. that. Such a I like bland Dan name. Ho. Mpson. I like that. I might have to change that one. Dan. Dan the son. Martin the Roswater Schwab. Roswater. Richie Rich, Lemuel Glasgow. Oh. Uh, you know, I forgot I farter. had coffee and then found it and was like, oh. Oh, really? Yeah, His but then it was really good. But then it was like actually the last of it. Oh, yeah. No. Mark the nuclear farmer, Homer. Narmer. Oh, five of us. <laughs> Sarah Cuppas Haynes, Orion Bakkenbergian. Sometimes, sometimes he's a donor. Sometimes he's not. I can't keep track. Uh, Eric Roberson. 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 Uh, Daniel Fundip Sharp. Kill oh, Bill Luttrell. Bob the DMT Trombley. God, God, God. Woody Yukon Caboose Bass. Is it bass or bass? I don't know. Next week, next month, it might be different. Matt Frantum. 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 Is that like Peter Frampton? Yes. Fram- Frampton. 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 Uh, Tim the Hooch Hoochins. Hoochin it and up. Paul True Love. Those are some new donors there. True Love is his actual last name. Isn't that killer? Love, oh baby. Okay, we've got True some one-offs. Love. People yeah. in the hunt for a neck gator. Oh and yeah. And I also want to thank Nick Wheatthin's Wheatley for the Yoda picture. Loved neatly. It. Yep, neatly. Frank Tim Pony. Tim Pony. Uh, Aaron the Big Peter son. <laughs> so what? <laughs> Matt. Matt. Oh, Matt boy. Double P Pop. 
Double P. We got meat P and we got double P. Double P. P. We got John. Who's that with O P O P P? Yeah, you know Maddie. <laughs> Who's down with P O P P? That naughty by nature. Everybody. Yeah. I was actually really proud of myself about the big Peter son, but anyway. That was good. That's was good. Like that. That's very nice. Okay, John Slater E E. I need your address. I need your address, guy. Come on, man. Uh, Mar- Matt. Oh, I put Matt. Uh, uh, hold on, I put Matt Frantum up there, but Ross Water. Putting him in both parts. Matt Party Panties Frantum. What? Party Panties. Party, party Panties. Okay. He, are, are there he, any other kind? Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he was one of our uh, Granny, Granny packing the out kind. the trash winners because he packed out what? Oh yeah. Ian referred to as oh, Party Panties, which were soiled. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> No, okay. wonder, no wonder I blocked that. I mean, forgot that. You're right. <laughs> Jacob Deutsch. Deutsch. Anna Shapiro. Hey, we have the same initials. From NPR. Anna Shapiro, really? Very nice. Yep. And Ken Stamps Clat. Ah, this is the perfect seg- segue into mailbag. Stamps wrote us oh. a letter slash question. And I wasn't sure if this should be Ask a Hiker or Mailbag. I tell you what, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll do Stamps' question first, and then we'll do Delo's Ask a Hiker last. I like it. Don't go anywhere. Great. Hey guys, this is Moonkid and I never listen to the trade show. You know, it's just that it's not it's not good enough for me. All right, folks, the trail show is back. We had a very small mailbag this month, which actually was more of a question than it was a mail for the bag. Anyway, we get from Stamps. Hey Disco. Hope you're healthy and ready for the hiking seasons ahead. I'll be on the trail again soon and donated some hot cheddar to your team for good karma and the fact that I'll be catching up on a few episodes while on trail. Had a quick question for you that Google wasn't able to answer. You had mentioned on a previous show a shower kit you used to reduce in-town stops and expenses. I was curious, what was in that shower kit? The critical item I remember was the purple dish sponge cut into quarters. Thanks for the help and the awesome shows. Cheers, stamps. So stamps, first and foremost, it was not purple, it was blue. The sponge 
is always blue. Okay. Why does the color of the sponge matter, Disco? You need the darkest color sponge. That's critical. It's critical. So you don't show the the nasty gnar on your body that you wash out. And I actually, he, he referenced cutting the sponge into quarters. No, no, no. A sponge is a very ultra lightweight item, especially when it's dry. I recommend finding the largest kitchen sponge that you can find. You might even be able to find one that's about four inches by eight inches. <laughs> I wouldn't go any bigger. I wouldn't go for like a, t- a, a tile sponge that's like super thick. You're just looking for an extra large kitchen sponge, okay? If and you- I actually recommend getting two of those and having them be different colors, okay? The darkest. One for your butt. That's right. One for your butt, your nether regions, and the other one for everything else. You don't really want to mix... The other thing is that we use that sponge to gather condensation from the inside of the tent sometimes. So you don't want a sponge that's been up your butt crack. You don't want to be wiping that all over yeah. the inside of your tent. No. That's kind so of, that, that's that should gnarly. be the brown sponge. You want the brown sponge for the butt crack, right? Because They don't way, sell brown, but they blue. They don't sell brown. Huh. It usually so, is like blue and pink or blue and yellow. Okay. So the dark one Green. for the nether regions and whatever other color you want for everything else. But do not cut that sponge into quarters. The The whole point of like a sponge bath being enough so that you don't need a hotel in a town, you need a luxury sponge. And by well, luxury, the other thing is that when you cut I mean, them, they start eight. to disintegrate. That's right. That's right. They start to, you know, frazzle on the ends. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not the only part of the shower kit. You need a sponge. I recommend a small little dropper bottle of some sort of concentrated soap. Some people like to use Dr. Bronner's peppermint. Some people like to use Dr. Bronner's almond. Some people like to use things other than Dr. Bronner's. That's fine. The Dr. And Bronner's peppermint, I have to say, is the way to go. It is. It's got some it's- zing. It's got that tingle that that it it makes you feel more clean, even if that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's it's a placebo clean. It is, and you can use a couple drops as toothpaste, as Pod can attest to. <laughs> you know, I know, I know about this. I think it's supposed to be one drop as toothpaste. And when Ooh. when we were on um, camping in Texas over Christmas, I couldn't find my toothpaste. I knew it was in the car somewhere, but I was like, eh. I'll just use the Dr. Bronner's. I heard that works. But we had brought a small, I don't know, maybe a 12-ounce bottle or something of Dr. Bronner's. And um, (laughs) I was, like, very carefully holding it. And then, like, a a whole ton of it came out of my toothbrush. And I was like, Uh... yeah, whatever. I put it in my mouth, and I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) It felt like back when I was eight, and I said a swear word. My mom made me, like, eat some soap. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty gross. It's a tough night in the car camp. Yeah. Uh, you know who likes to do that is Glenn Van Pesky. Likes to brush his teeth with soap. You well, have to be careful though, because if you do a ingest bit. a lot of soap, it will it can give you diarrhea. So that's what I was worried about. Well, anyway, so that's pretty much it for the shower kit. Two sponges, a little bit of concentrated soap, and if you want to take it to the next level and be able to do on trail laundry. Basically, that same bit of soap, walk 200 feet away from your water source, some water in like an OP sack. OP sacks are great for doing on-trail laundry. So 
you don't really need a towel stop, man. If you have two sponges, some dish soap, and an OP sack, you can just live forever. Okay. Or if you just decide to not give a about some. Yeah. If you don't even. You don't even need it. No pee sack. Uh, I find that the gallon Ziploc freezer bags work yeah. just fine for doing laundry. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then when you get into town, you, you don't even have to go to the liquor store. You could just buy. You could just drink from the discarded bottles of booze that you find on the side of the road. Hepatitis C, be damned. So <laughs> no fear, yeah. man. I I have drank beer that I found on the side of the road while on road walks. We uh, on the fourteeners through hike, we found alcohol on the side of the road a couple open? of times. No. Well, we're okay. talking about Dino's talking about drinking open. Yeah, open. open. Yes. There's a big difference when you hear you're cracking a seal versus not. <laughs> Wait, man. Fair it's got a lot of alcohol in there. It's all. It's like a disinfectant. That's right. <laughs> All right, Stamps, I hope we answered your it question. It might have there. alcohol in there. It might have something completely different in there. Yeah. That's where the, the there within is the fun. Dilo, it sounds like you're standing outside with a light breeze blowing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you know anything about that? <laughs> well, we're about to go to ask a hiker, so you're going to have to sort that out, man. I can't. Um, do you want to... I mean, oh my god, it's, it's like, so bad. When you were, when you were telling bad. your story earlier, it was it was awful, really bad. Well, I can read the question for Dilo. No, 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 no. That's my part of the show. Well, then All figure right. it out. Figure out your. I I can't. The heater is like turn off the heater. Put something over the heater. Question number one, dear Dilo. I saw someone post the following on Reddit. I am planning on hiking Section C of the Great Divide Trail in August 2021 going northbound. My wife thinks it is a bad idea because she has read blogs and journals and seen YouTube videos about the GDT, and she says it looks dangerous. She has no desire to hike and hates to camp. She says nothing I can say will change her mind, but she also says that this is that if this is what I want to do, she will support me. I've also posted this question on Facebook. Any suggestions from any of you out there? And this seems like a crazy question to post on a social forum. Where do you suggest someone go for these kinds of questions if they do not have access to a hiking community? And how would you guys answer this question? Didn't we already answer this question? Peppercorn, I sure hope not, because this is all I got. I think we... <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else. Uh, this is all I got. I got a starred. I don't think we did it. If we did, you know, I, I think I'm we may sure. have skipped it last month. Probably. This That's why I was so familiar. It was you on the sheet last month. It was on the sheet. Yeah, but I don't think we did it. And it's kind of yet. a weird one because it's like a question in a question. It's like I saw this hmm. question on Reddit, and then they read the question, and then the. And then Peppercorn asked questions about the question. So yeah, I, don't I don't know if you... we should, should we answer the question itself first and then the questions about the question? Or sure. should we start from the outside and work our way in? Well, I think we should guys... start from the inside and work our from way out. From the inside and work our way out. Yeah. Any suggestions from any of you out there? Wife, 
doesn't want to camp, doesn't hates to hike, but will I don't, support I don't the understand man. what that has to do with this person's hike. Like I don't think so either. Yeah. If what, your person, yeah. if your other person doesn't like to do it, then okay. Yeah. Well, that that eliminates the complication of forcing them to do something they're going to hate. I know she could just stay home and watch Bo Miles videos. You know, like yeah, exactly. <laughs> and she seems stuff. like she's fine with the person hiking without yeah. her. So yeah. Get a huh. get a in reach or whatever, so it you can check like, in, so she's not scared every day. And yeah, and, it sounds like maybe there's hike. some underlying issues here, some lack of communication, perhaps. Like maybe. She doesn't want him to go, but I'll support you if if that's what you want. But maybe you that's must just leave lip me. service. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I have no idea. While you're gone, but, I'm going to eat nothing but baked beans, but I'll I'll survive. <laughs> the thin bean diet. I will I'll be survive. 400 pounds heavier when you get back. <laughs> and definitely have some high blood pressure issues due to the sheer volume of salt and sugar that I've eaten and nothing else. You know, I, I do think that there are people who have become long distance hikers after um they you know partnered up with somebody and in that case i think it's hard for the other person to understand and as a typical american i'll bring the example back to myself um i got into i can be uh, an even more typical american if you like and in, interrupt a woman and make it about myself <laughs> as a white man <laughs> i can make it super about me <laughs> um I got into salsa dancing many, many years after Disco and I had made a lifelong commitment to each other. And, awesome. um, you know, it'd be great if Disco were into it. That, that'd be super fun because it'd be something we can do together. But you know what? He's not. And I don't give <laughs> like it doesn't matter. I still do it. He doesn't care. He doesn't make me go bowling. You know, like you can have different interests. Oh, in I'm going to make you go bowling. Please okay, well, I'm going to make you go dancing then. But Please I guess don't my point is that bowling. I guess my point is that sometimes people do get into, you know, passions after they've been with someone for a while, and I think it's sometimes hard for that other person to understand. And I guess you, you know, if someone gives you an ultimatum, then you have to decide what's more important. But I also think that if, if you're in a relationship where the person's just unsure, like just go do your thing and, and show them that, like, hey, it's fine. Like right. I went and did my thing and I came back and I still am committed to you and, you know, and it's fine. Totally. And I'm here, happier here, now. Let's, let's get to the outer question because we just answered the inner question, which is like the core of the onion. Now we're working our way to the outside <laughs> of the onion. This seems like a crazy question to post in a social forum. Where do you suggest someone go for these kinds of questions if they do not have access to a hiking community? And I would just answer that question because the second question based on that question was how would you guys answer this question so there's actually three questions but we already tonight. answered the third question did we or did we yes i don't know i would say what who i, I i'm still not even join? sure what any of the questions are other <laughs> than where do i go join to ask the, the question <laughs> why I can't you join the, the online we're social ask. community <laughs> We're going to answer why, right now. Why Where can't you, you just ask the question? Why can't you just ask it online in some like random Facebook group? Who cares? Like, do you think all those people know each other? No, they don't. Well, apparently he knows how to use Reddit and Facebook. So yeah, I think that's a weird place to ask these questions. 
Yeah. Where else you can ask these questions if I your wife, maybe, nobody uh, in your family it, is a hiker? I think you know? maybe What's a therapist. The, I, I think I like if I understood what the question that he's asking about is, then I might understand like uh, better how to tell him where to go to ask the question. But I'm not even sure what the question is. Other well, than yes, is, wait, I think what he's, I think what Peppercorn, <laughs> and actually we don't know if Peppercorn is a he or a she, by the way. Peppercorn is saying, this seems like a weird question to ask online, which to strangers, which I, I think I kind of agree with that person. But if you don't have access to a hiking community that you know, like where would you go to ask this question? You know, because, like, what, before what, what we question? answer that which, question. What, what question? <laughs> about what should I do about hiking if my wife doesn't want me to go? But is that a question? That's not even a question. Is it That's, the question? There's not even a question in there is what I'm saying. He's saying, my wife doesn't like to hike, but I do. But she says it's okay, and she supports me if I do. Where's but then the question? But he says, any suggestions, any suggestions from any of you out there? On what? Making his <laughs> wife like something she doesn't? Exactly. <laughs> I've got a suggestion for Peppercorn. My suggestion is that he get his non-questions answered by a therapist that specializes in divorce. No, Peppercorn is not the one who asked the original question. Wait a minute. No, this letter's from Peppercorn, right? Yes. So Peppercorn, okay, I know this is Wait difficult. What's going on? You gotta be able to you gotta be able to read. Uh, and we know you're from South Carolina. So um, so Peppercorn wrote, someone posted this question on Reddit. What question? And they copied and pasted the question that someone posted about how I want to hike the GDT. My wife doesn't want to. She hates camping and she says I should go. What should I do? So the person Peppercorn is saying, it looks like someone posted this question on Reddit. And oh, okay. So Peppercorn is asking where this person should have, yes. not where he should have or they That's should right. have, but, but or where not what they other, should do. Where, where, where the OP should have actually OP'd yeah. it. I'm going to go to the trail show. Come to the OP. I think it was uh, a couple's therapist. Matt Pop is the person. Uh, Send your questions like this to the trail show. We love talking about it. Maybe a divorce attorney. (laughs) Why do we keep jumping to divorce? What does that have to do with the OP's question? I don't know. How is it a divorce situation? She says nothing will change her mind, but if you want to do it, She'll do it. Him. It sounds like she's free. She's problem? like she's letting the racehorse run. What's the problem? It's just like Mrs. Dilo said that she supports okay, yeah. Dilo doing see, the I'm, trail show. And we all what, know she was telling the truth. What I'm getting at is that is that the quotation, the original question, doesn't actually have a question. The only it question does. is no, no, no. It says, it says any. It, all it says is any suggestions from any of you out there, but it doesn't have a question that that's <laughs> referencing the question is do you have any suggestions but a suggestion about a statement you have a suggestion about this statement that i have yeah i suggest that you like are fine with the fact that your wife doesn't have any problem with you going hiking i think yeah. i would suggest that you carry a lot of water on the great divide trail in august uh, yeah <laughs> and maybe some bear spray and especially if you're in an outhouse and keep an eye on the wildfire situation all right is that it for ask a hiker yeah it was actually like three questions in one if you count the first question as the true question (laughs) there was a question in that question so maybe it's two questions in the onion (laughs) (laughs) so more of a scallion
Italian? I wouldn't cook with this onion is all I'm saying. You think it's raw? <laughs> all right. This is the part of the show where we talk about a trail steak. But first, we need to rock out. All right. What's our what's our trail steak alternate use for a trail steak, tent steak this month? Well, I was actually wondering if you could maybe review the tent steaks that came with the winter camping tent. Oh, so I had my first ever experience sleeping in a four-season tent on Friday night when that snowstorm rolled in. Actually, I ran out as soon as I saw that the forecast for Salida had changed and it looked like we were going to get some real snow. I ran out with a four-season tent that was a tester loaner tent for a friend of ours who is out of state. And he said, hey, if you want to try it out, go for it. So... I ran out, I set it up, and the night, the low temperature was only expected to get down to 28, and I set it up. It was a Nemo tent, two-person tent. I don't remember the model, but anyway, it came with tent stakes, and I think we actually review, already reviewed the tent stakes that came with. Uh, they're okay. they're kind of like the, the snow stakes that are shaped mm-hmm. like a, have like kind of a cleft Scoopy. or a V. Scoopy, yeah. Yeah. And they aren't necessarily the best stakes for that, but... Uh, oh, really? Even though they're intended for snow? Well, they were only about six inches in length each, so oh. I hmm. think I think you'd want a longer... I wanted yeah. a longer tent stake for the, the snow mission. Snow stakes also don't work real well in unconsolidated snow. Yeah, well, I was actually trying to pound them into some loose ground that contained a lot of duff, and... I needed more length, Spesh. I needed mm. more length. Yeah, that's always the case. How dare you? Um, what? <clears throat> what? I don't know what just happened. So anyway, make sure your tent stakes are long enough. That'd be my recommendation for the month. It was pretty fun because I slept here in the bed, and it, so the tent was just out the back door here. Yeah, and we and, got uh, about eight inches of new snow overnight. I woke up at some point around 3 a.m., and kind of like smack the tent walls to make all the snow slide off and it it, did. it looked pretty epic i i swear i, mean, I didn't even know there was a the storm going on outside like that yeah. like that tent had five poles i've never slept in a five pole tent in my life it was a real tent yeah, yeah i've had some incredible. pretty comfortable evenings uh when it's been snowing out in a, a durable three season so i'm sure like an actual for real built for it mm. winter mm. tent yeah mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was it was different. it's still set up out there by the way yeah, <laughs> did, you take, did you take some hot chocolate out there and like just hunker down good I book a, i took a or, or did, yeah did so so did you uh did you like stream some netflix on the wi-fi since you're close enough to the house you know you went out there and started watching some uh some of your your crazy youtube videos I didn't stream anything, but I did sneak a look at the price of Bitcoin before I went to bed. <laughs> did, you, did you use your blue sponge in the hot tub before I, you did so you didn't have to resupply in town? <laughs> no, no, that's just for the, uh, the, the next month's trail of the month, you know, where yeah. we do a day hike out of the front. Door. No blue sponges in the hot tub. No. Not a lot. <laughs> well, I think this is the part of the show where we end the show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Triple O for kicking off our local trails trail of the month segment. Triple O, thank you. 
No problem. Very Thanks happy for, to do it. Thanks for Sorry, bearing that see cross. A gator. Yep. <laughs> uh, thanks goes to all the great Trail Show Nation donors for tonight's frosty beverages. We've still got Trail Show Net Gators in stock, so get yourself one while supplies last by heading over to PayPal me, paypal.me slash the trail show. Do not delay. They will be gone soon. And who knows? They may never reappear again. Ever. <gasps> you can always find us at thetrailshow.com. We're on Twitter at Trail Show. We're on Instagram and Facebook at The Trail Show. We're on OpenSea.io for some ungodly reason. We're also on the Stitcher app, the Google Podcast app, Apple Podcasts, and of course on Spotify. Another Trail Show is coming on, but don't fret. We'll be back next month with more beers, trails, and nonsensical nonsense. Until then, for POD, DLO, Special 41, and Triple O, I'm Disco. Ciao. Ciao. Mm, mm, mm. Happy St. Patty's Day! See you later, salamander. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-foot salamander that weighs five pounds. They That's all crazy. say it's two feet. Some good eating right, right That's there. true. Yeah, good two feet, I'm sure. Tastes like gummy bears. Anything yeah. that looks that much like foreskin, probably exaggerating about its size. True. What's it called? The Hellbender? The Hellbender. hellbender. The Eastern the Hellbender. Hellbender. Well, I gotta go pack because I'm leaving tomorrow. How does that sound, everybody? Son of a Baptist! Do you suppose it would be easier to discipline your children with one arm if you had done so when you had two? (laughs) I just paddled here from Minnesota and he said, whatever, man. (laughs) Get off my island. I wouldn't cook with this onion is all I'm saying. You think it's wrong. (laughs) Before we do that, can I sing a Phil Collins song? Definitely not. I want to make it right tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. tonight. Oh. Oh, gonna make it right tonight, tonight, tonight.